everyone. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Looking for Love and All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three friends from college, from up in the Midwest, talk to you about like whatever we want to talk about. Usually, though, romance-based. Um, I think that's the cleanest time I ever did that. My name is Liz. <laughs> I'm Danny. I'm still Wiggles. And welcome to the show. Today we are reading That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly like you do. Fleming. But before we get into the book, as usual, we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, what you've been consuming, reading, watching, living in your life. Wigs, go. No. <laughs> I haven't been reading anything. Um, that's not true. I've been re- still reading the same books I've been reading before. I'm just reading them all slowly. So I got nothing to report except that I haven't finished anything. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I, I haven't been reading a lot. I've been re- I've been watching the show on Netflix called New Amsterdam, which is like a medical drama. And I have been greatly enjoying it. I have been reading. Okay, I'm gonna have to do a little explaining. Got some explaining to do? I do. So I've been reading One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. Um, This book, if you've seen it on lists and things. So the explaining I have to do is I've been reading a lot of books like The Ice Planet Barbarians or the book that we're reading for today that kind of are really short, easy to consume, easy to read, and have kind of like a similar plot structure or like writing style that's just consumable, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. And I knew I needed a break because I was reading too much, too fast. So I picked a book that I had on my shelf for a long time and I knew nothing about. And she's a bit of a thick boy. So I picked this one, knew nothing about it other than it's on a bunch of lists of like the best of. And it's like meet cute is its trope. And fucking didn't even read the back of the book. I was like, okay, I'm reading it. And it reads differently. And I was like, this is great. Um, it's not like super like romance is there for sure. It's the main plot, but it's not like it's different than all the other books we've read. Get about 60 pages in and like some weird shit starts happening. And then all of a sudden it's like, is this a, is this a time travel book? And sure enough, if you look at the back of the book, it tells you, sure oh. tells you. Something about halfway in is pretty good. Oh, good to know. I really need to do one of these days. Just do my like good old fashioned go to barnes and noble or walmart and walk into the like romance section and literally just pick a book by the cover i used to do that all the time yeah but nowadays all the covers look the same they do that i like it's either classic harlequin romance Mm -hmm. like like steamy fabio situation or it's like it looks like it got made on canva yeah it's that illustrated like easy to do thing which is fine i like that style but it tells me nothing about the book that's true i used to love doing that like when i was just like bored and couldn't find something i was super interested in reading now this is pre-kindle for me and you know all of that but i would literally just walk into walmart and be like eh, let's try you just because i mean they were seven dollar books or whatever right. and just well, that's the problem now. If you try to buy a fucking book, it's like $20. Yeah. And I don't want to spend $20 on something I'm not going to like. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to love it, but yeah, I'd like to at least like enjoy it. it. When I was in high school, there were these books that had a chokehold on me. And I'm trying, I'm literally going into my Goodreads to try and find them. Um, because I, 
and th- they all ha- they were time traveling books um and they all had time in the title which makes them impossible to find because like <laughs> how many how many fucking books in the world have like time in the title and i can't remember what they were but they like the there was this you know this girl who gets like sent back in time have you ever watched the movie kate and leopold uh-huh no. I love Kate and Michael. Yeah. Well, first of all, Liz, we're correcting that as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. It's got Hugh Jackman. Oh, wait, no, I think yeah. I have seen it. It's been a long time. It has Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. who is like rom-com royalty. Let's just put that out there. Um, but it, it has kind of that vibe to it. Only it's very like, it's like romance. Here it is. Here it is. Um, uh, so, uh, it's Caroline Clooney, Caroline B. Clooney. Um, and so here, the, it's a time traveler series. Um, and so I just, like, I, like, you, like, unlocked a core memory for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so, um, I'm just gonna read you the synopsis of the first book. So if you want to have, like, this, like, ridiculously dumb little romp, I, I recommend <laughs> going and reading these books. Not not to say that these are bad books or anything, but like you're obviously beyond the age range where you're gonna be like in raptures of these books. Okay, so the first one's called Both Sides of Time. <laughs> and I um imagine changing centuries and making things worse, not better, on both sides of time. Imagine being involved in two love triangles in two different centuries. What if, no matter which directions you travel in time, you must abandon someone you love? <laughs> like this, I'm sorry. I'm I'm time traveling myself right now. <laughs> Meet. 15-year-old Annie Lockwood, a romantic living in the wrong century, when she travels back a hundred years and lands in 1895, a time when privileged young ladies wear magnificent grounds and attended elegant parties and are courted by handsome young gentlemen. Annie at last finds romance, but she's a trespasser in time. Will she choose to stay in the past? Will she be allowed? (laughs) I think you explained these to me at one point in time because I'm vaguely remembering them. I know I haven't read them. <laughs> oh, that does bring up God. a question I have for both of you. Mm-hmm. Do you both read YA anymore? Sometimes. Not anymore. I can't do it. Not often, but every now and then one catches my eye that I'm like, Maybe. Because, I mean, like, technically, like, the Hunger Games, the Divergent series and stuff, those are all technically YA. So, I mean, every now and then if I find one that's, like, on that kind of journey situation, then yes. But, like, YA romance? No. I can't do it. Like, anytime I read a book, and it doesn't even need to be YA. It can be just a book where the main character... is under 20 i'm just like yeah i don't care the closest i've gotten is there's a book series called or or there's a book that i just recently finished called for the wolf which was fun it was fun to read the main character is 20 or 21 i can't remember but she specifically like the premise is that in this kingdom the eldest daughter is um, meant to rule the kingdom the second daughter is for the wolf that's like the whole premise right mm-hmm. and so that i think is the closest i've gotten to reading ya in the last 
I don't know, five years? Yeah, in general, and especially when it like a big premise of the book is like romance, I can't do YA anymore. I'm like, ugh, gross. Like, I also can't do coming of age stories, like that trope. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, and I think probably just because I've read so many of them that I'm like, ugh, I'm done. Moving on. I guess that's not true. Uh, uh, I have two exceptions to what I just said. Um, In the last five years, I have read two exceptions simply because I think that they were high quality. I read The uh, The Hate You Give and I read The Book Thief. I did read those two books, which were YA, but they have to be exceptional for me to make an exception same um there's a couple that are i think are technically considered ya um i think 13 reasons why is considered ya it is although i i personally after reading that book was like this should not be yeah same something that teenagers should get access to (laughs) i really enjoyed it don't get me wrong it's it's a fantastic book but i don't really think it should be considered ya but i think it technically is I have a lot of opinions about that book. Uh, I've never read it. I don't even know what it's about. And honestly, that's fine. I don't care. Cool. I'm glad you guys are on the same page as me. I wasn't sure if I was the only person that as soon as something is like, YA, I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm no. Not doing I, it. I don't go to that section no. in Barnes and Noble. Like, that is, I am not YA anymore. My big thing, especially when it comes down to like romance, like, I don't want to read A about. Um, a, a young romance at all like it's yeah, not teenage romance it sort gross. of feels gross but also like the type of romance that you're interested in as a teenager is not the same intro like romance you're interested in as an adult yeah. like it's the things that seem dreamy and desirable when you're a teenage girl are very much not as an adult like no. correct uh, just um, but anyway, I'm cutting us off and we're moving on. Okay. It's the end of it. Good luck. Okay. So we're going to move on to the book. But one thing. You can't stop me. <laughs> if anybody is listening out there, you must understand my pain. Um, <laughs> she could physically like stop me, but Wiggles is not in the same state. my own cats is easier. <laughs> uh... Depends which cat. Chow. To the back of the bowl. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm going to reach through this computer. (laughs) All right, folks. So we are moving on. At least I am. If they're not, fucking leave them behind. So, first things first, one of the things we didn't do at the beginning is just a general, like, uh, a warning, content warning, whatever. Um, We swear you probably figured that out by now. And uh, we really don't kind of filter ourselves or mince words or anything. So there you have it. Do with that what you will. You've been warned. So let's go ahead and move on to the summary of this book. The time I got drunk and saved a demon. I know normally we do kind of like the author rundown before this. But the thing is, is the more and more we start reading books by newer authors or by indie authors, there's not as much information out there about it. So I'm on the author's website. The about section doesn't have anything. I've been to her Facebook and her Instagram. And I'm sure if I spent hours digging through it, I could find some little jewels or gems. But I haven't. I will say, though, if you want 
um, you can go to her website, I believe, which will lead you to her Patreon. And I think she does commission uh, artwork, uh, spicy artwork for her books that if, if you wanted to pay, you could see. Um, I haven't paid, so I don't know what you'd actually be getting. And once again, her name is? Kimberly Lemming. Okay, so this book, That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon, is book one in the Mead Mishaps uh, series. Uh, there is a book two, and then there's a couple like novellas and stuff. So I'm just going to read you the back of the book, and we're going to dive in from there. We've got, all I wanted to do was live my life in peace. Maybe get a cat? Expand my spice farm? Really, anything that doesn't involve going on a quest where an orc might rip my face off. But they say the goddess has favorites. If so, I'm clearly not one of them. After saving, saving the demon Fallon in a wine-drunk stupor, all he wanted to do was kill an evil witch enslaving his people. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. But he's dragging me along for the ride, and I'm kind of peeved about it. On the bright side, he keeps burning off his shirt. Wink. There's not a wink, um, but I believe it's there. In my mind. In I mean, my soul. in my mind it was there. It's it's there in spirit. <laughs> she does have a little bit of like a content warning. Um, it just says, please be aware this book contains light BDSM, dubcon, your girl doesn't know what that is, violence, and sexually explicit content that could trigger dubious, certain audiences. Dubious consent. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. I didn't. I got you. Really see that. We've done books that have dubious consent in them, but this didn't really seem like one. Um, when he first kisses her. Yeah. You, you remember that, that, that fun, nice little spot where he's like, I can be your villain. That's like, <sighs> he still always asks for consent though. Yeah. Like he maybe starts without it, but it, she very clearly says, and he stops waiting and waiting for my like consent or like my approval to move forward. Yeah. So. That's what, but that's what dubious it means. Oh. Dubious means it's like, eh, um, he also does like just straight up. Well, we'll talk about it some more. But there's like the I would say the part where there's maybe the least amount of consent. Like thinking back to this is the part where he just straight up like lifts her out of her seat and puts her in his yeah, lap. Yeah, that and first like, kiss. We're yeah. making out yeah. now. Well, and you could almost say the part before that where he takes a bath with her or like helps her bathe because like at first it's cool because he's just taking care of her and then it like slowly creeps into like maybe not that mm-hmm. yeah anyway let's talk about the beginning of the book or the end of the book or the middle of the book i don't care pick a part of the book what part of the book you want to talk about? well let's start at the very beginning let's start at the beginning let's start at the very beginning i knew that would happen very good place to start we're theater nerds what oh. can i say um <laughs> <laughs> so the beginning of the book way. right it it jumps right into main character, Cinnamon. Um, what did you guys think of her naming? Like, I thought it was cute. Um, and I kind of just like was like, this is funny. But I'm also a little bit done with it pretty quickly. I, it reminds I found me of how amazing. I name my Sims. <laughs> like, it didn't bother me. I think it would have bothered me more if like those like her name was used a lot more. Mm-hmm. And like but they usually called her like Sin. Yeah. And her brother's. Like, we're only there for the beginning and then, yeah. like, moved on, so. Yeah. Her brother's names are Kumin. And, and Chili. And Chili. And her sister's name is Cherry. Which isn't It's really not a spice. spice. It's not. I know. I kept thinking that the whole time. I was like, that's not a spice. There are other sea. Coriander. That's yeah. another sea spice. But anyway, so she. Cayenne? <laughs> yes. Oh, Cayenne would have been funny. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So basically, her family owns a spice farm, and since now her and her brothers are all adults, they have all portioned off parts of the Mm -hmm. spice farm and have houses on each of them. Yes. And at the start, there is a festival, because the goddess has chosen her champions, and they've left. So everybody in the town is fucking drunk as shit. Yeah. They're like, it's a a send-off. That's one of my favorite opening lines, I think, that to any of the books we've read thus far, uh, which is, I only had two things on my mind, cheese and how to get home. And I'm just like, relatable. Right? Yeah. Like, any, <laughs> like, girl, yeah. Her cheese obsession is the most relatable, not the most relatable thing. She also obsesses about wine, and, I, and I'm here for that. Um, yes. Did you guys get the vibe that this village of Boohale, I believe is what it's called? That's just Hobbiton, right? That's just a shire? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's gotta be, right? <laughs> like, because all they talk about, I think it, I don't know if it's in this book, or maybe it's in the second book, because I have read the second book. They basically just talk about how they, like, throw festivals and parties for anything. Yeah. And uh, it's always, like, everybody chips in and everybody has to do something for it. And, and I'm just like, that's the life. I mean, it'd be fantastic. Well, and throughout the entire book, she's like, all I want to do is just, like, live in my house and drink wine with my friends and, like, that's it. And get a cat. And I'm like, that's, A, you're a hobbit, and B, that's what I want to. That is one of my favorite moments when she's like, she's like, all I wanted to do was get a cat. And she, at one point, just looks at him and goes, how do you feel about cats? He's like, that really bothered me. I mean, I like cats. And that's, like, the moment she's like... Maybe I do love him. He likes cats. Girl, I get you. (laughs) She just wants simple life. What can I say? So the whole like book, right? The title of the book is She Got Drunk and Saved a Demon. So she's leaving this festival, drunk as a skunk, and finds this like man in the woods who's like under some rocks or under like he he, like. And there had been a big boom while she was at the festival. And basically it was like. It was almost like he fell like a, I think he almost like fell out of the sky. Well, you'd have to assume because we don't know this at this point, but we do know this later in the book is he's a dragon shifter. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he like fell out of the sky. (laughs) But he also talks about how he wouldn't turn into a dragon because then, I don't know. Like, it doesn't explain to you how he fell out of the sky or why he fell out of the sky. I'm assuming he had shifted um, because he can shift for like a limited amount of time. And he did escape the gate, which is why they sent the um, the champions, because the goddess supposedly holds this gate closed so that the demons can't attack her people. And every 15 years she... Was it 15? Every 15, 15 years yeah. she needs champions to come and basically guard the gate. And there was a very prissy girl who got sent this time. Priscilla. Yes. Yeah, so our girl Cinnamon uh saves this guy because he's like in the woods injured and she's like oh man i'll help you and then he's a demon and he chases her down and then in the most like fucking anime D D, like find a weird ass solution that makes no sense but we're gonna go with it way she hits him with a, a stick of cinnamon like because it's a cinnamon farm so like an actual branch from a cinnamon tree Right, they grow on trees, bushes, yeah. vines, who the fuck knows? I think they grow on trees. Um, so I actually, um, like, was really bothered by this, and I could not continue the story until I had the solution. Um, <laughs> Does cinnamon you. grow on trees? Could not move I on. I fucking love you. Um, so, 
So, so um, when we think about cinnamon, we think about those like curls mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. that that we get. So that's the bark that they've like peeled off. And so, like the what people do when they're like harvesting cinnamon is they cut chunks out of the bark. Oh, oh and then they the bark regal. Yeah. Oh, oh. that yeah. makes a lot so more it's like sense. Full on fucking tree. Yeah. Yeah, she she basically grabbed a stray branch and was like, "Whack, bitch!" Yeah, but she before that she basically like ran through a maze of spice fields because she was hoping to lose him, and she ran to her parents' house first to try to get away. Well, like the book said, whenever you're in danger, you run to mom and dad. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. And then they all thought she was fucking insane. But the thing she doesn't know at this point is hitting. Fallon, she doesn't know his name at this point, but Fallon, our demon hottie, hottie McHotterson, was cured of the curse that the goddess slash lich. In this book, when I read that it's not a goddess, it's a lich, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I knew you'd have that reaction. I was so excited for it. Um, Are you shitting me right now? (laughs) And she has a curse over all of the demons. We find this out right the fuck away. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Cinnamon uses the branch from the cinnamon tree to defend herself. And in the process, apparently Cinnamon is the cure for the curse. So when Fallon gets hit with it, he shakes off the, uh, at least the effects of the curse. I don't know if it it doesn't completely cure it, but it's, it's a temporary solution. Yeah. It it breaks the control she had essentially. How did you guys feel about that backstory? Because like I, the only problem I had with it was the fact that everybody like cinnamon and her family got the fuck over it real goddamn quick like as soon as fallon shows up and he's like this is what it is they're like oh well all right this goddess has been worshiping our whole yeah, life he's like super Fucker. super polite about it and they just believe him i'm like i, I know could have spent a little bit more time building that up i think i mean he did chase her through the fields and she just goes with him the next day i would have been like oh fuck you bud true but i have to say the image in my head of um sitting at my dinner table and all of a sudden this like beautiful handsome man shows up my window and is like hello a part of me goes hi hi (laughs) i don't know i'm a better human being so i've probably been like fuck you bro yeah that's fair i don't know it may be too early for me to to bring up my my main gripe about this book but this is the consistent problem i have with it is that we jump we just consistently mm-hmm. jump from idea to idea without without really like any cohesive threads being like holding the sweater together you know what i mean like yeah. we're just we're just we're we're knitting away but we don't have anything together and it's just a problem for me because it's like we, you haven't really given us a reason to see how those two things yeah are, are coming together yeah i can see that and that's an, an example we are making a lot of assumptions about what we should know yeah. it's you know uh an assumption of why this guy fell out of the sky an assumption of why she should just accept him right away her family should just accept him right away the that's just in the first like couple pages i will say though the first the first um piece of her that they destroy mm-hmm. it what he did like take her there to prove it to her yeah, but like in my mind, I'm like, that improved shit. Like, what the fuck did that But he prove? also did just take her. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's the other thing. And they were just like, yeah, I guess. Yep. Sucks to be you, Cinnamon. Oh. Have fun on your trip with the demon. Glad he didn't pick me. Bye, sis. 
right? The one thing, though, is I th- she has threads in the book of why this makes sense, but it's just not explored enough. Yeah. Like, the fact mm-hmm. that to them, and they talk about this more when you get to the next town, the next major town when they meet probably a favorite side character. Is it Usha or Asha? I don't know how to pronounce her name. And they talk about how they've always just thought of demons as these, like, roaming, powerful monsters, but they're nothing more than beasts. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden to have one show up and talk to you and, and interact with you as if it is just another person would shake your worldview. Mm-hmm. But they just it's just not explored enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because in that town, too they the mages like had control of all the demons in the city yeah and so like they couldn't talk they couldn't defend themselves in any way they had these horrible collars Mm -hmm. on i felt really bad for them i was like oh god but i did love that asha was like wait we've been doing what to these people i think it's usha or asha and the reason i say that is i know a gal named asha and it is a s h a the one thing I will say, and Wiggles, I'm so sorry. I'm talking a lot, and you keep bringing up valid points, and I'm like, cool, and now I'm just going to take that and run with it. That's okay. Um, that is the point of the podcast. But I read this book twice, and I really love it. I, I really so liked it. I I've broken down why I like it, because I fully agree with all of the points that you're bringing up. The reason I love it is because the style of action in this book reminds me a lot about a D&D campaign. Because everything Same. moves quickly and we don't have time to process. It's just plot hook, plot hook, plot hook, plot hook, plot hook. And that's how D&D, not for everybody because everybody's table runs differently, but that's how it often runs. Mm-hmm. The other thing it reminds me of is an anime. Because animes also do that a lot where it's like, oh, you have two episodes to go over something that really should be two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually was going to... When we get to the, what do you suggest for if you like this book, I was going to go play D&D. Totally. Because I, yeah, D&D, the fucking lich, man. And <laughs> it, that that little, like, moment, I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Okay, I've monopolized the conversation enough. Wiggles, you have more to say. Speak more. I'll shut up. No, no, no. No, no, no. Do, first of all, like, speak. Do not do not feel like you should not speak. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> We're, like, doing a fucking podcast, man. <laughs> but I think the reason that I'm frustrated with it is not even about this author. It just feels like they didn't... A frustration I have right now is that so much time and energy is seems to be going... Um, to authors like, say, Colleen Hoover or um, Sergey Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and I don't have anything against those authors, but it's like, as soon as you get big enough, you get these, you get editors, you get publicity, et cetera, et cetera. And you get all the support that you need to really build a really good book. And... This book, to me, feels like if it had the support system that it needed, it would have been an amazing book. That, and yeah. it didn't get it. Like, it it feels very much like a single, single person producing it on their own, and nobody was going to just help them by editing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And give them the feedback that they needed to be like, hey, this this feels like you made a weird jump that that the audience is not going to get. Yeah, there was a lot of times, I even have it in my notes, where 
I felt like whiplash in the book mm-hmm. where I would like yes. read something and I was like, shit, did my Kindle? Because sometimes Kindle does, right? Like, sometimes it just like skips mm-hmm. the pages randomly and you're yeah. like, shit, did I fucking... And I go back and I'd be like, okay, this is what I read, next page. And it would be like, did it do it again? God damn it. And it's like, no, that's that's actually just how it's written. Yeah. No, because I think you that's, have... Yeah. I definitely think you have the vibe of it that it feels like somebody wrote like wrote the book on the first pass and mm-hmm. like didn't put all the flesh to it because they're like i'm just trying to get the main pieces mm-hmm. out and then they never went back and flushed it out yeah mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i get what you mean there i mean joke I, I, I like the book i, I do really love well, the and that's book. the thing there's a lot of things that i really like here and that's i think to the thing about it that really frustrates me is that i feel like if this person would had access to a good editor like i said amazing book and right mm-hmm. now it's a it's an okay pretty good book you know what I mean? I think what frustrates me is that so many of these publishers won't even touch a romance novelist unless they've already made a name for themselves. Yeah. And they won't give them the support that they need to become that person. And it's just frustrating to me because you can see raw talent here. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely, oh, yeah. like, the characters are interesting. All of the mm-hmm. characters, like, and she gave us side characters. We've been complaining for how yes. long? No side characters. Gave us interesting good side, side characters. characters. She gave us comedy. She gave us romance. She gave us surprise scenes. She gave us action. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Like this is raw talent. Well, and background too, with like her sister dying background. and everything. Yes, and and background that mattered. Mm-hmm. It, right? it like it wasn't again. just thrown in there for nothing. Yes, it came up multiple times. Like it actually was like yes. it wasn't just oh her sister died. It was like her sister died. There's an entire scene about her almost getting sucked into the same like swamp that her sister died in and then it came up again repeatedly where she's like i don't want to go on adventures anymore because my sister died the last time we did that Mm -hmm. yes like there's a reason she decided she was a homebody and she didn't want to do this anymore yes and why someone like him would not be appealing for that reason yeah right yes like it, it all all the elements are there for this to be so good it just needed a little bit more time I think the other thing I loved about this, and I don't know how much y'all caught on to it, but there are so many references to pop culture, but not like in mm-hmm. the way of like, mm-hmm. here's a pop culture thing, but like there's lines from Hamilton in it. Yes, I saw that instantly. <laughs> I think there's lines from, oh God, I can't remember. There's something else that was in it. There's scenes in it that to me feel like, so the scene where she gets pulled into the swamp really reminds me of a scene in Inuyasha where his mom comes back as this clay figure yes. yeah, and almost pulls him into the water. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many and, but it's not done in a way where I'm like, oh my God, you're just like ripping off something else. It's done in a way where I'm like, I know where you got this and it's cool. Like, I feel like I found a little Easter egg. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a nice nod to them. Yeah. The, the Hamilton one, I was like, ah! that one was clear as day and I loved it. I also think... One of the things I really, really enjoyed was that she made a character, main character, that was somebody that you simultaneously wanted to root for, but wasn't somebody that had a hero complex. Yeah, she didn't want to do this. Um, She had to. That was really Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Well, not even... She didn't have to. She didn't have to. She was... She was sort of like strong armed into it, but she didn't have to. Right. She could have very well been like, well, we got rid of that first one. Good luck on the others. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. And she kind of does at first. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think she pretty much says something like yeah. that. Like, have fun getting rid of the rest of those phylacteries. <laughs> well, and that's how he realized that there were other ones. He didn't. Yeah. He thought it was just the one. My favorite, though, for her at that moment was 
she realizes what's going on um, mm-hmm. in the bigger town. Like, she talks him into, like, they have a plan, they're going here. And one of the biggest parts of that was to um, buy a identical like chalice to to the phylactery that was in the the thing so that they she could trick them into getting it out of there so she could destroy it yeah pulling indiana jones yes but in the process (laughs) another yes but in the process of doing that she ran into a werewolf that was literally like they were trying to get him to change so that they could skin him yeah, that was gross. Yeah, there's actually like... a lot of really dark things in this as well. If you just like take a beat and you're like, wait a minute, how are they going to skin him? If he turns, do they skin him alive or do they murder him and then skin him? Either sure way, it's all bad. they skin him alive so that he heals and then they can do it again. Mm, that's how I read Don't it. Yeah. like. Do not like. Yeah, hate. Hate. But yep. in that moment, she could have been the asshole that did nothing. And been like, mm-hmm. well, things are going to get taken care of when... You know, because when they got rid of that, the whole town basically lost control of these demons. But she didn't. She bought him and felt horrible about it. Also, one of my favorite side characters is Felix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere all the time just doing weird fucking shit. And I'm like, I fucking love you, Felix. Also, he's the werewolf that gets a love bonus you needed at him in the second book. Oh. Not as much. Hmm. I love that he has the vibe of, like, you showed me human kindness, and now I'm your problem. Yep. <laughs> He's got that puppy dog like <laughs> vibe of, like, you saved me. Okay, I'm gonna follow you everyone now. And same with yep. the snake. Yeah. She buys, yep, yes. she buys Ambrose as well in that moment. Mm-hmm. And they come with her the rest of the way, because they're like, dude. I love Ambrose. Like, I know he takes a backseat to, like, Felix and oh, Usha, but he just, like, every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, Ambrose. Yeah, big lug. <laughs> like, he cares. Like, yeah. he, they're supposedly super vicious and, you know, and stuff. And he's just like, oh. But even the orcs, like Isaac, like, literally every character she writes, I'm just like, I want you and I want you and Dante. So here, here's something, though, that I, I do think is interesting. <laughs> I personally, for for all the characters that she wrote, I found that the love interest Fallon? to be the least interesting. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I wanted to fuck him as soon as she described him. Same. I mean, I, I wanted to ha- do... He had some good moments. Don't get things twisted. He, there, he, he had some good lines. He sure did. Uh, let me be your villain tonight. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, please, sir. I was not ready. <laughs> like taking it yours i literally i uh so once again that was when i read uh on my kindle app and uh i'm pretty sure i I basically my response to that was like excuse the shit out of me (laughs) (laughs) bro (laughs) you need to calm down the second he like pinned her down i was like oh oh it's gonna be one of these Mm -hmm. danny happy Oh yeah, this is, uh, I did not expect the, like, decent commitment to the BDSM. It wasn't, like, full on, but it no, was there. No, but it was, it was, it was enough there that I was like, oh, hello, friends. Well, and then he, he follows it up later on when he, like, he's like, I'm your villain today, remember? I don't need to be nice. I'm like, shut your whore mouth. Um, so there's a line, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I don't think you guys are going to read the book. Maybe you will, maybe you'll read it. It's uh, a bump in Boo Hall or something. It's some novella. 
Uh, I read not all of it, but some of it. And there's a line he has while they're getting dirty. And he's like, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy you a bracelet or a necklace, but I couldn't imagine anything other around your neck other than my hands. And I was like, (laughs) 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 well, (laughs) oh yeah, there is a decent amount of choking in this book. Not like choking. He goes straight for it. He's like, yep, you want to be choked, don't you? And you're like, whoa, bro. Yeah. Maybe. You go, (laughs) you go, you want to be choked on you and you go, whoa, bro. And I go, yes, please. Side note, not my thing, but I get why people like it. To each their own. I never thought I would like it. I just have natural problems with breathing, so anything that I refer to that, I'm like, okay, fair enough. We're done. Um, what was I going to say? Oh no, it's gone. It's lost in the abyss of choke sex. <laughs> we forever need to keep the line lost in the abyss of choke sex. A lot of things get lost there. <laughs> Kind of like the island of misfit toys. <laughs> you know why would you correlate those? She's not wrong, though. <laughs> it's the island of misfit orgasms. <laughs> Only they fit. They fit. <laughs> oh, um, so I, the, the turn I wasn't expecting to happen was the faded mate turn. And usually I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, I love it. Well, here's the thing. It's not that I'm not a big fan of that trope. I actually love that trope. It's just it usually goes bad. And this one didn't. And I loved it. I do like that, like, he didn't tell her. He basically, like, mm-hmm. he knew from the minute he woke up. Um, but he let her get there. I I also, I think that it was kind of cute that, like, the their bond, like, faded bond or whatever thing that he was just sort of, like, trying to fight it the entire time or whatever, but he wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, the typical, like, moody, like, um, he's clenching his fists the mm-hmm. whole time and, like, looking all angry at her and shit. Like, I'm so sick of that I crap. Know. I gotta say, why does he hate me? Because I was so in love with you and I couldn't have sex with you, so I was angry and pent up and blah. Like, it was, he was just like, I, I just really want to be as close to you as possible, but I don't know how to do that without being a creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when they were in the swamp and he was just like scaring her the whole time so that she would be like fine i'm sleeping next to you but it's so that you get eaten first and in my head i was like you get murdered first yes. <laughs> yes. you know what david you get you murdered, get murdered first. first um i i had a whole like moment though in my brain of like why the faded mate thing is so popular and I think it's pretty obvious when you when you actually start thinking about it as women, the idea of having to skip over all of the bullshit and yep. all of the dating yep. Yep. and all of the yep. that sounds amazing. Yes. Oh, God, And especially yes. moving to the point of, like, it's not even that we're together in, like, an arranged relationship, arranged marriage way. Mm-hmm. It's in a, like, some guy showing up and, like, hey, you, you're the sexiest fucking person in the world. I love everything about you. I want to fuck you until we have no energy left to even stand go it sounds amazing oh hell yeah it does i well and also just like especially now like i get how that trope has like risen and risen and risen as you have seen the the rise of the uh you know the online dating mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that kind of shit because there is nothing that sucks the soul out of a body like online dating oh, and just yeah 
I refuse. I won't do it anymore. I can understand. The idea that someone will just, like, fall out of the sky and be like, hey... I love everything about you. Well, and and you're gonna love everything about me. And you, neither of us has to do fucking anything. Yeah, we're essentially perfect great. for each other. And somebody somewhere, Amazing. yeah, exactly, said, "Hey, you two will be happily ever after together." Go. Oh man, that's the yeah. dream. That'd be amazing. It goes back to when we were talking about deceived by the gargoyles. If you could have a magical matchmaker just show up and be like, "This person, do this person." Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, yeah, instantly. Sign me up. Tomorrow. Because I gotta say, this shit is getting old I fast. Can't imagine. Yeah. And especially <sighs> if that son bitch shows up and he is, like, fucking tall. And he's ripped. And he has beautiful flowing hair. And he turns into a dragon. On a different note, it took me until the second read to actually visualize the dragon correctly. Because it's not a European dragon like Four Lay's Wings. It's a more chinese japanese dragon four legs no wings i really envisioned the uh river god dragon from spirited away but like different colors mm. i envision falcor but not a dog i think my yeah. vision's more sexy oh, probably yeah, but that's just it's the same type of thing i'll be honest with you my imagination was doing some buck shit um and i was imagining trojar why? That's the, the least sexy dragon in existence. I know. <laughs> I know. But that was like what my brain was doing. <laughs> but uh, what I will say, like, I will admit that maybe my like not sexy picturing of the dragon maybe tainted my image of the, the demon uh, slightly in that I kind of thought he was sort of boring. But oh, he was I will boring. say, not, like he kind of, I don't know. Like he just, I found him a little bit, a little boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It's 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 an opinion. You're allowed to have an opinion, although it's wrong. Even if it's wrong, I... it's still your opinion. <laughs> the, the, here's the thing. He said the right things, and he did some nice things. Um, but like he he didn't quite like hit the right notes. If you know what I mean, like, like I understand the words you're saying, but no, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Not at all, because he hit the right notes for me. (laughs) Okay, so so here's here's an example. When when they like go out into the water, right, and he's like washing their hair, they're like washing hair and whatever, and um, she kills the alligator. He's like, "Um, well, I guess I'm gonna have to marry you now. And she's like, what the hell? Okay. See, I wanted to jump his bones for that. <laughs> well, and see, my reaction to that was just sort of like, that feels like a really weird time to say that. Like, I get that he he was coming at it from the perspective of like, as a demon, yes, I would find that very attractive. But I don't think it's even just as a concept of like a demon in this book. If you look at it from like the perspective of a warrior, which he has always been, and he he mentions a couple times, again, this is something that should have been described better in the book. So we're having to like put our own thoughts and feelings and whatnot into it. But if you were to look at it from the perspective of like a Viking warrior or something, mm-hmm. you want to, f- you're going to fall in love with the girl who's the baddest bitch on the block. And yep. that's kind of what he gets from her. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason that that doesn't hit the mark for for me 
and I don't think it really hit the mark for her either, is that's not really who she is, right? Like, a warrior is not who she is. Correct. In that moment, she takes advantage of the moment because she knows that, like, somebody's got to do something because she knows what gators do, right? Yeah. But, like, she's not a warrior, and she's not going to become one for him. Well, and that's the... And so, like... Well, but him be- here's the thing. She kind of does. Like, she doesn't become one for him, but she no. does kind of, like, she kind of shows that she, yeah. she can be that. But I think that's the conflict, right? And she talks about it. She is, like, when she finally decides to start thinking about the possibility of them being together, her whole thing is, but will he like me when this is done? Mm-hmm. Because what is happening right now is yes. not my life. Yeah. And I think that's the right. conflict, right? Like, he sees her, um, you know, from day... 150 but what happens the days before that and what happens when you know all of this is done is the conflict in the question well and they do mm-hmm. talk about it because she does express that to him yeah he doesn't really want to be in conflict either this just happens to be his life at the moment mm-hmm. too like it, he he well, didn't he says, choose this he says the cutest thing when he's like when i saw you and your family for the first time, all sitting around laughing and, and, you know, enjoying a meal together. He's like, I thought, what would that be like? Mm-hmm. And that's cute. Again, oh, this book, so much raw talent, so many things that are mm-hmm. there that if they just like spent a little bit more time on, mm-hmm. could have been a fucking five star beautiful book. Yes. Wiggles, why'd you have to well, put it in my head? I was sitting pretty over here in four star land. Four star land was sorry. great. I mean, I'm ah, still kind of in four star land. Yeah, there's I, a I'm lot of there's a lot of of happiness involved Absolutely. in this book for me. Um, can we talk about the fact that after they do defeat her and everything, he tries to hoard her? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> tries I to hoard her it. on the island. Um, I can't remember because I when I through my second read, I only got like. Uh, up to Dante mm-hmm. um, does they actually say that do they actually be like does Cinnamon go are you hoarding me because I feel like that would be something she would say I she didn't um, she said she basically says that she won't be held in a pretty cage yes mm-hmm. and they're talking about like all of these new powers that he has now that he defeated the lich or whatever and that she also has because she's made it to him now yeah mm-hmm. And she's like, so you made this entire island, like, suitable and blah, 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 blah. But could you not just, like, put, like, a protective spell on me or something so we could go see my family? And he's like, oh. Yeah. 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 Uh Because his main concern wasn't, wasn't that anyone was going to hurt her. It was that she wasn't going to be able to control things herself. Which is fair. My One of my favorite moments in the book, again, of the 20 that I could list right now, was the moment when she was like, wait a minute, am I going to get powers from this? And he's like, yeah, probably in a few years you might be able to. And the way it's described in the book is she lifts her hand out, tries to like, you know, cast fire. Doesn't happen. And the, literally the way it's described is so she puts her wrists together and tries to cast fire. And I'm like, bitch, are you Kamehameha-ing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I also love that he's like, yeah, in like a couple of years, like, cool your shit. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, yeah. today. That would be me. I'd be <laughs> like, I'm not going to Today I will wait. be casting fire. I'm not going to wait. I'm literally like every single day be like, fire. Fire. Just make the candle grow a little bit. 
fire. Do you, do you remember Every that movie day. from way back when? Um, accepted the movie about like where they create a f- fake college. Mm-mm. Um, I know what you're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it in so long. I remember zero of it. It's like, well, anyway, it's 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 a good hoot and a half for, of fun. It so is. You probably go back and watch it. Um, but uh, all I keep thinking about is like. And picturing her doing is that there's that kid who's like, I want to learn how to move shit with my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, at the very end of the movie, he's, like, in the, like, end credits, he, like, blows up this guy's car. (laughs) And, like, that's all I keep picturing her doing is, like, one day just being, like, and, like, so I got it to work. (laughs) I do love that when they had been originally on the island, they got interrupted because she was about mm-hmm. to give them a little blowy blowy. And she was like, when all this is over, <laughs> she was like, when all this is over, we need to return back to this island for yes. a month. And they uh, like the, her compatriots, the pirates now mm-hmm. are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's come back here. And he gets all grumpy about it. And she goes, they can have half the island. And then when he tries to hoard her on the island, he literally set it up so that nobody could come onto their half of the island. He put up signs. Yep. He put up signs stating that they would burn if they came to their half of the island. The exact phrase is something, something, catch these flames. And I was like, you mean catch, catch these hands, but catch these flames. And I'm like, again, with the references. Right. I love them. The thing is, is I've read so many other books that use references like that, and every time they're clunky or awkward, but for some reason, the way it's done in this book, I'm just like, <laughs> I find it I so fucking it. charming. I do too. <laughs> um, so quick question, unless y'all had uh, something to go off of, because I need to know who your favorite side character is. You've heard mine, and I need you to pick one. Asha. Mm-hmm. I love her. She cracks me yeah. up. She, yes. she is the girlfriend that all of us need. Absolutely. Because she very much in moments is, is like, is that really what you think? Is yeah. that really how you're feeling? I also love Holly, the centaur who just shows up and is like, but why don't you mate him? He's strong. Just do it. What are you doing? Yeah, she basically does the, but why though? But why though? I also love that Holly's just like, I really came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. But I will also give you romantic advice yes. yeah. when I have free time. But I'm really just here to kick ass. <laughs> yep. Also, her mother, I can't remember her mother's name, but her mom, like, as soon as Fallon shows up at the house and, and like, they get through the initial, like, ah, a demon. Um, and he's like, can I sit down? And she's like, oh, a guest in my home. I must host. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just like, I have no grandmothers like this. Well, and she's a bard. Yes. Yeah. She's Again, so much fucking backstory exists. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god. The second he was like, oh, you're bard. And I'm like, her mom's a bard? Her mom's a bard. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not necessarily little... in the like D&D magic way, but like enough of one. Okay, okay, okay. So I want to go back to this whole like the way demons mate thing. Because I'm, I've got, that's that's one of those things where like the inconsistency. Do you mean like the confusing... faded mate part or the sexy mate part? The, like, faded mates for particular demon species thing. Because, like, apparently, if you're a dragon, you can mate with any species, but, like, it's faded and you don't get a chance to figure it out. You just smell somebody and you're like, woohoo! I want a piece of that ass. 
But, like, if you're a werewolf, like, that's got a whole different set of rules. Like, you bond via imprint and won't have the desire to chase after any woman until her scent calls to me and tells me she's mine. Which, okay, but why? And then, like, later on it says, like, so uh, the other demons, like, I, I can't remember which ones these were. Uh, I'm going to go to my note just to make sure. Uh, the centaurs? Holly. Yeah, the centaurs. Centaurs, yeah. Um, they can only mate, like, within their own specific species. Um, I will clarify a few things uh, because I've read the second book. Okay. The one I can't really clarify is is dragons. They are fated mates, but I don't think it's as strong as werewolf. The way they've described it, it seems more like they they do recognize their fated mate, but it's not as consuming as the way werewolves do it. Werewolves is like, I see you across the room, that's it. It's not that they don't have any sort of like sexual drive outside of that. Um, because Felix does talk about, um, so the one thing we haven't talked about is there are not a lot of female demons. That is the one trope that I'm kind of like meh about, but it is fun, uh, because they are more susceptible to like the effects of the curse, I guess. And so Felix does talk about the fact that he's been with like other men and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that in the second book. And then centaurs choose to mate with the strongest. That's kind of, the vibe I'm getting is it's more like a cultural thing. Like, you pick the strongest that yeah, you can. Yeah, it's not necessarily, like, a fated yeah. thing. It's more just, like, survival yeah. of the fittest. Yeah, because Holly actually does end up, I don't know if they end up long-term, but in the second book, she is with a human. I don't know if it's just for funsies. Yeah, I don't know. It's also a like, human so... girl, like a woman, because she talks about being into women. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, so where is the vagina on a centaur? I mean, if it's like a horse, I, I know I, exactly where, but still. Right. On a centaur, do you have the horse lady bits or the human lady bits? And as far as I understand, it would be the horse lady bits because mm-hmm. ways down your horse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're eating out a centaur. You're eating out by you're eating, you're eating out. Yeah. But also it's like a horse. And like, that's weird to me. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely got bestiality vibes going yeah, on. Yeah, I was sure. trying not to say it, but mm-hmm. yep. God, I loved, I gotta say though, I loved the orcs. Like, there's a rank of guys I would fuck in this book. This isn't one of those books where it's like, who would I fuck? Oh, that guy. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, let me talk to you about who I'd fuck. Fallon, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Dante, Hondo P. Like, he's my guy. Like, if I was gonna live in this world, I'd be like, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. Old cranky ass dragon. It's my type. Um, yeah. Third, it wouldn't be Felix. Felix, my best friend. Third would be one of the orcs because, like, just Ambrose. But like again, where's the penis on half man, half snake? Well, okay. <laughs> and so, do you need I, one, or do you just go in snake tail? Well, here's the thing. I I know uh, a little bit about snake anatomy. No, I know where this penis is on an actual snake. I know that. I would assume it's the same. Or okay, here's here's the thing. Where does the snake part of his like bottom half start? Like, is it start at waist? I think the way or does she it described start it was at waist. like where yeah. your knee, like your legs would separate, or like, like in a mermaid sense. Yeah, or like is it like you, you got like 
you got a dick and like shortly after that then that's that's where it starts to become a snake like i'm just saying what are we working with here because like i don't understand well because my other once again i'm picturing shit that doesn't make sense like i'm picturing these like weird snake people you know you know the creepy snake people in the third hunger games book that like kill Finnick, that's what I'm picturing. Well, so here's the other thing, though. This could be just for dragons, but not necessarily. They're all demons. Correct. Fallon can make a human form. Yeah, but, like, Ambrose isn't... He's, like, centaur. Like, he's half human, half snake. And there is a... In another book, there's a spider guy and that's weird. There's no sex with it. I'm just saying, like, visually weird. But I'm just saying, who's to say that they couldn't? Magic's weird, man. Magic is weird. Because I did re- definitely read a, a, a mermaid book, merman mm-hmm. book, and they went into human form to get down to the fucking. I mean, isn't that the story of Splash with Daryl Hannah? I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, I'd fuck him too. Miracles happen once in a while. I think I'd fuck everybody believe. in this book. Like, I'd fuck Holly. Yeah. Even though I'm, you know, bestiality, be like, hmm. But at the same time, I'd be like, well, but you're not a beast. You're a fully functioned sanctioned person. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I've always wondered? Hmm. If you were to ride on the back of a centaur, would that be, like, offensive to the centaur? Um, according to the Percy Jackson series, yes. But I will say, okay. according to the second book in this series, no. Confusing. Yeah. It just depends on the book. I think it's a matter of consent, really. Probably. Yeah. I mean, like, that makes sense. Cause like, if someone climbed on my back... That would be weird. Because, like, also in the Harry Potter series, yes, it's considered offensive, but Ferenzi still does it. Yeah, that's true. Because, um, again, he... Because he wants to get Harry out yeah. of the forest as quickly as possible. So, I mean, I, if anything, I think in any book, it's really a matter of consent. It'd be weird to sit on anybody's back, really. Right. So why would you think it's appropriate to do it to a censor? So, one thing I did really, really, really like... Except, once again, I got only a taste of it instead of the entire meal. Was this whole, like, point system. Like, she has to earn, or yes. he has to earn, like, a oh, thousand yes. points, right? Yes, yes, Loved the right? point system. I loved it. I loved it. And I loved, like, after the kit, like, for the first kiss, and you're, it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is going great. Um, and then, like, and then she, like, has to go cool herself off quite literally. Oh, um and, he, and he's like, um, excuse me, ma'am, I am not finished. <laughs> um, and, and she's just like, no, no, back off. And the way that she gets him to back off is like 100 points. 100 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I loved that. And so I was so disappointed that we got one instance of that. And then it instantly was 900 more points. And I was just like, Ugh. again, you're right. Like there, there should have been more. Like, yes, yeah, I would have liked I a wanted... bit toyed along just a little. I mean, I yeah. liked the, like, give-in moment, but I wish she had gave in at, like, 500 points, not... Or if it was one of those things where it was, like, there were so many, like, almost given moments, mm-hmm. and then it finally did. Yeah. Yes, like, okay, imagine this, if you will. Imagine this. Imagine. Like, instead of just immediately 9,000 points, you, you have a couple of moments where she gives him, le- like... He he does something nice for her, like gives her some cheese, right? And she's like, five points, right? Or um, and then like she, he, he like cures her hangover, right? And she actually is like, fine, fifty points, right? Whatever, fine. And then like 
when it finally does come down to like she's going to give in um she doesn't just give in she's like as as he's like slowly stripping her and takes like one item of clothing off that's a hundred points that's a hundred points that's that, oh. What? Oh, oh, that's oh, so, so sexy. Points. Oh my oh. god, that's sexy. Wiggles. Yes, Wiggles, I write would this story. Love that. <laughs> write me this scene. Oh, right, like yes. that is sexy as fuck. Yes, and that's what I—I I don't know. That's what I like had pictured in my head that we were gonna build up to. This is why I have to be honest, Wiggles. I think you would be the best. Sorry, Tantatini again. We'll come back. You would be the <laughs> best fucking editor because you would be the best at being like. Here's the thing. Love this scene, love this moment. <laughs> what if you did? Like, which I know is more than an editor, but like, you would be like the best person to be like Alpha Reed or like whatever something because it would just be like, love this, love this. Do also this though. But what about <laughs> this? Because that is. Right? Like, that perfect. just would have been so hot. <laughs> that is perfect. And there are so many moments, even if she didn't change the book, to just add lines of like, okay, you destroyed. I don't know. You saved these demons who were trapped in the Colosseum. Hundred points. You know, just like little shit like that yeah. that you could yeah. like tweak the, the the current story. But the sex mm-hmm. scene of like, take off your pants will give you fifty points. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Rare. Love yes. it. And I was so so like when it was just like lump sum nine thousand points, I was just sort of like, oh, but why don't? Okay, but why? <laughs> then why do the points at all? And you I know? mean, I get that she was giving in to like. Oh, like, I love the Holly had, had had even said, but why though? But why though? <laughs> but but why? <laughs> just do it, man. <laughs> just, just go for it. But oh god. Yes. God but, damn yeah. it, Wigs. Now I have I'm sorry. Go to bed tonight with that scene in my brain. <laughs> That's a great way to go to bed, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I I also like I have to say I that in that same chapter one of my favorite things is that she became the cheese queen and I was like that's For my real? dream oh my god okay that was one of the most relatable parts of this entire oh my god. book is she gets drunk the goddamn cheese, and then cheese queen. like she gets drunk and she yells at everybody I'm the cheese queen bring me cheese and everybody brings her cheese bring me the cheese and she's like sits in the captain's chair and is just like I'm the cheese queen surrounded by cheese and then. She falls asleep in a bed of cheese. Like, yeah. I feel that. That sounds like something something we would do. Like the type of shit that we would do. Oh, 100%. With the right amount of alcohol. I have to to address this. I have to address this because I'm I'm unwell. And this is, is once again, where a good editor would tell you, no, ma'am, Pam. Uh -uh, (laughs) We're not doing this. This quote took me out for so long that I threw my phone on my bed and I walked out the room. I said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am, Pam. We're not doing this. What the fuck? It says, my nipples scraped. 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 My nipples scraped against his bare chest and my tits burst out to greet the day. No. You just don't like the word scraped. Like if she literally would have said any other word. Scraped. Scraped scraped excuse me caressed maybe anything but scraped when have you ever wanted your nipples to scrape anything they're they're not spatulas what the fuck 
They are not scrubbies to clean your dishes with. Scrape. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. Fine. So, uh, nipple scrapingness aside, what would you rate? It's a problem. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. What would you rate the spiciness of this book? Three-ish. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling a solid three. I'd agree with three. But yeah. it's like it's like a high three to me. It's yeah, not it a has four. Some, like, it has some like BDSM elements in it. Not a lot and not mm-hmm. like super spicy. But it, I mean, it's got some good solid yeah. <sighs> moments. Your villain. Oh. <sighs> Dear God. I he stole I my heart a little bit on that, that one. Like, the dirty talk in this was oh. far less gross than it normally is. True. So here's the thing. I, it's the weirdest thing. I love me some dirty talk if it's done correctly. And oh, this yeah. was done correctly. Yes, yes, I would agree. Yeah. My heart melted yeah. for this man because of his dirty talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're not wrong, Danny. Like, there's so many times I read dirty talk and I'm just like, ugh. Would you yes. ever actually say that out loud? And, I'm and like, if someone did, you'd be like, hmm, well, yeah. thanks for killing the mood. But Goodbye. literally everything Fallon says during sex, I'm like, can you say that to me? Say it again. Say it again. All the way. Keep talking. Yeah, I I love some dirty talk as long as it's done correctly. I do. I also love the line when she wakes up as he's carrying her like away from Dante after the crash on the beach, and she's like, "Where are we going?" And he's like, "We're going to a place where the I can't remember what he exactly says, but it's like where our friend there won't hear your screams." Yes, and I'm just like, "Ha ha ha ha." You pulled a Tina Belcher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe Maybe, 3.5? Maybe 3.5? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're struggling on this one on like figuring out where to place that. And like. I just don't think it's quite to the level of a four, but it's definitely well done. And I don't think this is the same level as Gargoyles. No. 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 Gargoyles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We learned some Yo. things about Danny that day. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Dad damn it. Anyway. You don't get to right. fantasize Ooh. while I'm right here. Girl, it's not the only time and it won't be the last. Y'all, we just we just gotta get through five more minutes. And then you can go do whatever your dark little hearts desire, okay? Five okay. minutes. Okay, the romance, 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 romance. Right. Um I liked the romance. Uh, I'd say I'm also a three. A three. I'm also a three, yeah. Yeah. There are some things that I, yeah. I wished for that did just, not come to fruition. Just more meat. Yes. Yes. More flesh like in the said, bones. Also. Like, if you expand it, better. Yes. Yeah. It just needed more expansion. Like, I just needed, I needed it to have less of this, like, whirlwind Romeo and Juliet, like, timeline and more yeah. of a realistic timeline. Yeah. And I think it would have been great. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So with that in mind, final rating. Honestly, a four. I like this book a lot. I'm at a four. I honestly, the first time I read it was actually like teetering on a five. I know that sounds crazy, but the fact that it was so fast, so short, and I needed more was the thing that pulled me back. Yeah. I know that I am in the minority here. Um, I, I gave it a three and I stand by it. Like, not because I didn't enjoy it. I just would have enjoyed it more if it had the structure that it needed behind it and it, it was just it didn't have the the support structure that it needed to be fully fleshed out and to me that was what it 
Yeah, and Wiggles, that doesn't surprise... Well, it surprised yeah. me at first, but, like, thinking about it, it doesn't surprise me because, like, that is more who you are. Correct. Like, you really like those things, and I'm saying... And I'm not saying, like, Danny and I don't. It's just, you know, for you, it would be more, I think, of a of a negative to not have the, like, fully fleshed out, like, story beats. Mm-hmm. It's not even that the plot wasn't fleshed out. I feel like the plot was there. Yeah. It's just like the story beats and the story moments weren't. Yeah. They just needed a little more in between yeah. the like major plot points, I feel like, to really flesh out the story. Right. But as far as like the whole concept of the story, the plot and everything, I liked it a lot. Right. How many fucking romance novels do we read that don't have a plot and this had like, this had a plot and a half? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think... Uh, like uh, the way best way to for me to like summarize how i felt about it is there's there's like a phrase in in literature in general that just like it eats at me when i i see it and i saw it in this book um and as soon as i see it i'm like no Mm -mm. and it's this do you really not know no your 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 character doesn't know and your reader doesn't know and it's your job as the author to tell us so that's that's one of those things that just like it eats at me like you're i need you to tell me your story and not just assume that we can catch up through context clues um with what you're saying fair enough tell tell us your story that's that's the point of your book tell us your story so yeah it does make a difference to me with that in mind i do have to ask for your recommendations who would like to go first? I will. Play D&D. Danny, <laughs> but you are spot fucking on. This book, like I said, sorry, I'm taking over other people's things again. Anyway, like I said, was a D&D book. He's D&D book. It, it, yeah. I mean, we play D&D every week. Wiggles doesn't, but Liz and I do in the same campaign. Two campaigns, actually. Ooh, soon three. <gasps> Little Miss DM. And... Aside from the romance, because we don't really do romance in our campaigns. I except fucked for the, the last time we played. Uh, you did indeed. Also, Pappy's character fucked um, Maggie. Maggie. In oh, that was actually romance. Cool, that lasted over several sessions. Yes. Anyway. But it, it, it very much felt like a choose-your-own-adventure book and in a D&D, D&D way, and I very much love it for that reason because you have a a uh, live play that you like to watch you like to suggest um i mean i always suggest critical role i love critical role so much i haven't really watched any others no that's fair there's a lot out there yeah wigs what you got for me i don't have a lot of like great suggestions um but i guess if you want the like non-relaxing version of this book and the stressful and anxiety inducing and um cranky version of this book uh you could always check out a court of blah and blah that is uh the sarah j moss series um i i say that i say that like i hate those books i don't hate those books i'm i'm actively reading them right now it's just like that's the entire series is a court of insert word and blank insert word um and so i just like refer to them that way (laughs) (laughs) a court of thing and thing maybe that's better because that's pretty much what it is uh like it's i mean it's not exactly but it's damn near close enough um and it's it so it's it's high it's got this fantasy element and it's definitely got this like 
person who's like drawn into an adventure that wasn't really intending to be a part of an adventure kind of thing and they're very popular right now for a lot of reasons and so like you know you can check it out if you want to um i will say um i am struggling right now to get through the second book not because it's not readable but it i it isn't holding my interest Mm. so um that's not necessarily a, a critique on the book itself. Um, that j- might just be where my brain is at right now. Like I said, I read about, I'm currently reading nine different books. So that's not I don't know how you a can do that. fair Insanity. assessment of that book. I don't know. I never said I was sane or normal. <laughs> Neither did we. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a complete psychopath and I, I accept myself for all my thoughts. I don't think illegally you are, but you know what? You can, you can claim to be whatever makes you feel better uh (laughs) so my suggestions i'm gonna piggyback off of danny because as soon as she said like when we were prepping for this just D &D in general my brain went to like the live plays that i love watching i I love critical role so she she suggested i also love dimension 20 um and i do think they actually have two series so unlike critical role they do very short series critical role is like hundreds of episodes there's just like uh, 12 episodes a uh, court of fey and flowers which i've brought up in before i think is really good for this it's the idea of the classic fairy court um mixed with regency tropes and a lot of humor it's fabulous the other one i would watch is escape from the blood keep it is a a really enjoyable uh D series where what if we told the story of Lord of the Rings from the villain's perspective? Oh, um, it's hilarious and, and really well done. Uh, it's a comedy, right? So it, it's it's funny, but it's really good. And then I would also suggest Gideon the Ninth by Tasman Murray. Murray. Uh, it's not a romance, but it is a sci-fi fantasy uh, book that has a lot of kind of like humor and sarcasm in it and that is the end of my suggestions which i believe correct me if i'm wrong folks brings us to the end of the podcast it does indeed so i want to thank you all so much for listening to us talk about a book that while we had some comments and feedback on really enjoyed and we really hope you read it we hope that you also enjoy finding new authors like we do um and new stories so if you find any new authors uh, new stories please let us know we'd love to read them uh in general though if you if you have any thoughts comments feedback let us know find us out on all the socials at wrong dust jackets or just wrong jackets depending on which social it is if you're not sure where to find us in general you can find us on wrongdustjackets.com, our website and i believe i'm gonna say good night hey y'all good night good night bye bye Thank you.